Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Ryan Fraser. This is Troy Daly. This is Gus Boyet. This is Don Hutchison. This is Jürgen Klopp, and you're listening to The Big Interview with Graham Hunter. Thank you, Jürgen. I travel to all these interviews from Barcelona and our socios, our beloved members, keep us on the road. This independent podcast wouldn't happen without them. Please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter right now to join us, to become a socio and to get every interview we produce without adverts and before it goes out on the main feed, plus lots of bonus content, including the chance to put questions to our guests and to me via the monthly Q&A. You will also get bonus content every month, including the audio versions of my regular columns for ESPN. So do please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter and join the club and get your family and friends to do so. Maybe even strangers in the street. Love you. Hello, I'm Graham Hunter. Welcome to a special edition of The Big Interview. It's partly special because this is the first time we've welcomed onto the show an active La Liga footballer. A Barca player at that. Somebody who's fitted us in before training. This is also our first Danish international footballer on The Big Interview. But, in a way, it's special too because his display against Elche in late January sparked my curiosity sufficiently to ask FC Barcelona whether they'd help in getting their number nine striker to join the big interview. And lo and behold, barely ten days later, here we are. For which I'd like to thank the producers of the show, Neil and Martin, because I don't think in six years and well over a hundred interviews we've ever turned one around from record to production to publication quite this fast. So... You're about to meet Barca striker, Mr. Martin Brathwaite. Yes, I know to you and I it reads Braithwaite, but he has parentage from Guyana, and therefore the pronunciation is Brathwaite. Get it right, he's worth it. Martin is about to hit his one-year anniversary of signing for Barca after the Camp Nou club received emergency dispensation to bring in a forward to cover for the injuries to Luis Suarez and Usman Dembele. In this interview, we didn't have time to cover much of Martin's interesting backstory. So I don't know where you picked up his tale. Was it when he was at Esbjerg in his native Denmark? If so, you're sharp and you're ahead of me. I didn't spot him until I was looking back at his time 
at Toulouse using Scout. The reason was that Vassan Ben Yedder, pocket battleship of a striker, now with Monaco, had really caught my affection once he joined Sevilla and I wanted to know more about him. I went back to look at Toulouse games and kept spotting this guy working with Vissam Ben Yedder, working defences. Then Gus Poyet, somebody who's been an interview guest on this series and somebody who I'm delighted to be able to count as a friend, told me that when he had Martin Brathwaite as one of his strikers at Bordeaux, the shining intelligence of the guy, both in life but certainly in football too, was something that was really important to Gus. The shining intelligence of this guy, both in life but in football too, was something that really impressed Gus Poyet. Now, if you've caught that guy's attention, you're definitely doing something right. Now, maybe, dear listeners, you saw Martin working hard to marry his ideas about the beautiful game with those of his managers at Middlesbrough. Who knows? Now, if you enjoy La Liga, of course, you'll already know a little bit about this hard-working Dane and his time up front with current Sevilla revelation, Yusuf and Naziri, when they were at Leganes together before he joined Barca last year. All in all, we're talking to an interesting footballer today. But it says something about me too. In my life, I've always adopted players. Footballers where I've thought I have seen, arrogance included, more than other people. When Mark McGee signed for Aberdeen from Newcastle, I remember people I went to the football with thinking he wasn't going to make it, that he didn't show much. I'd seen one movement, one turn, one low receipt of the ball, a swivel and a shot on target. And I thought, if he's got that, there's more to come. I often do this. I often pick on a footballer who really catches my attention and I dedicate time to watching them, probably vicariously hoping that they'll make it because that's all our dream, isn't it? That you can be a professional footballer, irrespective of your your age or what you're actually good at. Anyway, what sealed the deal for me with Mr. Brathwaite was a Copa del Rey game for Lega against Real Madrid, where he scored, beat Santi Solari's Los Blancos 1-0 in January 19, followed closely by a league match in April. I was working on both of those games, commentating on the second one, which was a 2-2 draw. And what absolutely stood out was Martin Brathwaite's willingness and, and smarts, football smarts, in working the Real Madrid defence. Lega were up against it in both matches, got a win and a draw at Putarque, their home ground. But Brathwaite just took Varane for a run, asked Nacho if he wanted to battle for the ball, was probing. It wasn't just a physical battle, no way. Timing of runs, movement which type of use of the ball he decided on when it came to him, how to use scraps of possession too. It was really template stuff. I enjoyed it. Now, across over 120 years of football, only a handful of Danes I've ever played for Barca, Michael Laudrup, Alan Seamason, the the marvellous Ronnie Eklund. If you caught glimpses of Ronnie Eklund, who had chronic injury problems, he he was the great, missed potential of Danish football and anybody who's played with him and he featured in our interview with Matt Letizia will tell you that Eklund was phenomenally talented but brutally ruined by injuries 
Anyway, including Thomas Christensen, who, who didn't make much of his time at Barcelona, there's Michael Laudrup in the Dream Team. Simonson, who was golden ball before he arrived at Barca, and now Martin Brathwaite. That's why I wanted to spend the time I had with Martin before he trained with his teammates, talking really specifically about some of the technical and mental aspects of his game. And that's what you'll hear in this, part one. Because not all Scandinavians share the same traits. But I immediately compared him mentally with a couple of Swedes. I had been in Glasgow, still working in Scotland as a journalist, when Henrik Larsson arrived at Celtic. was part of a group that interviewed him in his first ever chat with the media when he reached Parkhead. And by the time Henrik Larsson's brilliant career culminated in him moving to Camp Nou, I was living in Barcelona. And watching Henrik Larsson, a Swede, not a Dane, readapt his football ideas from the man who made a run for Sweden or Celtic and the ball was sent to him because he scored goals, made goals and won matches, to a guy who needed, during several months out, after doing damage to a leg in the Classical, his first Classical, um, at Camp Nou when Barca beat Roman in 3-0, Henry Larson had been making moves, runs, timing things and expecting the ball. But the strange composition of the Barca DNA, the strange composition of when the midfielders recognised a forwards run and gave the ball to him, meant that he had to reorientate his game. And it was a marvellous spectacle to watch Larson becoming somebody who was dominant at Football Club Barcelona and eventually changed the face of their Champions League final against Arsenal in Paris. Another Swede, Slatan Ibrahimovic. Across Slatan's career, he'll lift more trophies, make more money than Brathwaite. That's now assured. But when Slatan came, having left Inter, and in an interview he told me that he only wanted to join Barcelona because their brand of football was so attractive to him, yet I've seen more football intelligence, more diligence of learning the Barcelona system and more effort to lift Football Club Barcelona in a bad time than I did from Slatan Ibrahimovic in his season under Pep Guardiola. Ibrahimovic thought it was all about him and when the system proved too much for him, he sulked. Brathwaite has knuckled down saying, I know how to play like this. I will prove I can play like this. And Every minute that I'm on the pitch will be well spent. It's been a joy watching that. Anyway, before we begin this interview, I need to say a special thank you, gracias, to Chavi at Football Club Barcelona. No, not that Chavi. Chavi Alegria is one of the sharpest media guys in football, and he, along with Sergio Nogueras, who gave the okay for this, is the architect of this interview. Chavi got it moving, Chavi got us Martin Brathwaite and helped us carve out a nice half hour, 35 minutes. It was a morning spent well to me, one that made me feel very happy and I hope it has the same effect on you. Welcome Martin Brathwaite to the big interview. Martin, um, you're on the big interview. I'm also a writer for ESPN. You, you've joined us because you're generous, uh, but our interest in you isn't because of the club badge you wear. You don't know me very well, but all our listeners do. I'm madly enthusiastic about football. I don't work in this because it's a profession. I adore it. 
When I watched you, as I did at Lega, I didn't see so much of you at Toulouse or Bordeaux, although I'm friends with Gus Boyer, and immediately we started talking about you. He said, watch out, this guy is really bright, he's really intelligent. You know, Gus is like, and Gus was a guest on this scene. Gus was like, he'll do this, and then he'll do this, and then, uh, and he's all over you, he loved it. Watching you, maybe people have said this to you before, Martin, but what you remind me of, I'm a Scot, I'm an Aberdeen fan, not a Celtic fan, but I lived um, in Barcelona now 20 years. And when I'd been working in Scotland, when Henrik Larsson arrived from Feyenoord to Celtic, and I watched him, he was the king at Celtic, he was the boss. And his movement was so good that the ball was given to him every time he wanted it, every time. And he scored and then won trophies. He comes to Barcelona, and this is in the beginning of the era where players are starting to dictate Barcelona's play, like Xavi, like Iniesta, like Eto. And I watched them going, Henrik would make the run, they'd be like, no, you're not getting the ball now. And he'd make the run, no. And he broke his leg in a classical, uh, beating Real Madrid 3-0 in the November of his first season, recuperated unbelievably quickly, but studied. And his game changed that of all recognition. I watch you with the mentality that Henrik Larsson has, but you're also being coached or mentored by Henrik Larsson, who Ronald Koeman brought to help the strikers. Tell me a little bit about what it's like working, because you're a worker, you're in smart, a smart football man. What's it like working with Henrik Larsson, talking through the ideas of being a frontline striker for Football Club Barcelona? It's amazing. Um, when you're a striker, there's nothing better. When you have someone with so much experience and who have been a place uh, where you are right now and you have been places where you haven't been yet. And also he had the time after his career to reflect on things that he might have done differently. There's nothing better to be able to pick a brain, to pick his brains and, and get an understanding. So I'm talking to him every day. I'm talking to him every day to ask like for small things. And already now there's so many small things that he have taught me there's small details that I've not thought about and honestly I'm just really grateful to be able to to work with him how does that process of constantly thinking learning fit with your personality because from my impression you've got a completely can-do attitude whereby I think I see in you somebody says if I set my mind to this I can achieve it yeah 100 percent uh, well, I'm someone I don't believe in failures. I feel like if you learn from an experience, it's not a failure. It's just an opportunity to learn. So every day I'm always trying to learn. I'm trying to uh, to develop myself every day. And I feel I'm at a good level now, but I know I can reach so much further. So that's why every day I'm trying to, to learn. And the way to learn is from your own personal experience or from people who have been there before. And that's why it's fantastic to be able to, to, to talk to Henrik every day about the small details of the game. Because I'm like you, I love the game. I love the game. So I'm trying to do everything I can do to be better and develop myself and develop my skills. Let's not give defenders any clues because you've got trophies to win. Uh, La Liga, Champions League, let's see, the cup. But what's the actual... When you've got... King Henrik, as he's called in Scotland, when you've got Larson with you, but probably the training drills, maybe some of the players have gone away. What's the actual process? How does a striker coach like him and you, how do you work together on a daily basis? What's the range of things you try to do 
to go over detail and, and change little things like you said, little details? Well, sometimes it doesn't have to be in the pitch. It's just discussing, like just two guys long in the game having a discussion about small details of the game and always trying to to just develop small details in the game because in the end this is the small details that make the difference and you know sometimes you have some people they're too proud to learn they feel they know everything and I'm, 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 I'm quite the opposite I want to ask almost too many questions because I just want I'm just like obsessed about improving so I'm sucking everything in that, that, that he's telling me and, and, and you know it's just, it's just about talking asking some questions reflecting on things and yeah, I, I'm, I'm lucky I'm at a place where I have all these amazing players around me and a great staff, so I'm taking everything in. What do you think you've changed in terms of, I, I mean, we'll talk in a minute about the fact that you've had to play in several different formations, which changes how the flow of the ball arrives to you. You've played left, you've played centrally. By nature, you're also a very generous central striker. Central strikers are usually very selfish, and that's a good thing. You play for the team. You play. So, what do you tell me? Two, three details that you think have changed already. I think it's about uh, the patience in the game, because here we have the ball a lot. We got the possession um, of the ball all the time. So it's about having the timing when you play. Choose your moments when to break the defense uh, running behind. You cannot just do it constantly, but it's like. You just have to be patient and like be in the rhythm of the game and suddenly you can feel like it's almost like like someone who's hypnotizing a person and when you feel he's about to fall asleep, that's when you go and, and, and run behind. Because a lot of times, no matter who it is, the best defenders in the world, they will have these moments in the game where they are just... Uh, Get, they get caught up by the game for a split second. And that split second, you have to recognize that moment and make a movement. It will always happen in every game. So it's about being patient and recognizing that moment. One guy you'll know about, but you, you kind of grown up watching a lot of, is Gianluca Vialli, Juventus, Sampdoria, Chelsea, Italy. He's the guest on this series too. And he told us that in training, he was never the fastest. But he would do, with each increasing doggy run, if they were doing 10, then by six, he'd be in the leading pack. By seven, he'd be in two. By eight and nine, he'd be on his own because nobody could keep going. And he said, what I did that for, let's say I do, I've got a defender on me tight. And that was not quite Catanaccio, but it was Serie A. And he went, I'll do four runs for the defender and the fifth is for me. And I think that's slightly what you're talking about. So I'll take your run. And, and you don't even think you're getting the ball. You don't even want the ball, but you make the run and the defender, whoa, I better be with him. I better... The fifth one, that's for me. Does that describe any of what's going on in your head for Barcelona? Yeah, of course. Of course. That's also a part of it. You need to make a lot of runs, running behind or even running across it. And you have to also know that you might not get the, get the ball before the fifth or the sixth run. That's part of the game. Or you might not reach the cross before the fifth or the sixth. That's also the patience about not getting stressed up that you're not receiving the ball. It's just being patient, composed in the situation because you know it's going to arrive. And it's also, yeah, it's a, it's a mental game as well. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting what, what he said um, because it's, it's really true. And also, I believe that you can be in the defender's mind if you're making constant movement around him because 
he know that you're moving all the time and it will be a one moment in the game where you're not making movements but you'll get him caught like he's like you know because he 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 knows that you're moving all the time so even though the ball is in the opposite side he don't feel relaxed because he know that you're going to be moving around him so you know you end up having some defenders in this mentally fight or flight mode so they're not fully focused and concentrated in the game and when you get them a bit out of the game that's where you got them Before the rest of this big interview, I'd like to tell you that our entire archive of audio and video content is now on our new YouTube channel. We've begun filming all of our interviews, and there are already loads of clips with guests, including Rio Ferdinand, Connor Cody, Brendan Rogers, and Jamie Carragher, plus full interviews for you to watch and to share. Please do share with friends. Go to YouTube and search Graham Hunter or click on the link in the show notes to this episode and become a subscriber. I honestly think you'll enjoy it. Thanks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let me follow on from that with a slightly delicate one. Because, for example, at Lega, in my opinion, my humble opinion, even within Naziri, you were the Larson of that side. Your movement dictated when the ball was released rather than the midfielders going, we're playing with this. And your movement was really into I remember one, one game, the cup game, when you bullied Madrid. I was co-commentating. And you scored and, and Lega beat Madrid, a fantastic result. Not a rare result in those days, but when you come to a football club Barcelona, you're not playing in the Champions League. So there's that, that, that stunts your ability to make an impact and teach your teammates what you need or you want. I wonder, in the sensitive part, is as you begin to score and assist, does the timing and the eagerness of your teammates to, to release you the ball just change delicately once they see you hitting the net or providing a return pass for them because you create some beautiful assists? I think, uh, yeah, of course, people will trust you even more. But I think also when they start to understand, they start to making those passes and recognize my runs is a mixture of everything. And I think when they can start to see the runs that I'm making, it's dangerous. And the team can benefit tremendously from it. Then I think they recognize, okay, we need to we need to be aware. It's also about being aware before you're receiving the ball. We know he's going to make those runs. So it's about trust in the game too. And it only comes with time. Because when you arrive at a club, you have certain movements. And when you're in the game, a lot of times you're just playing on instinct. Because you know the player is in a certain area. And it takes time. And they start to recognize now that when they're getting the ball in certain areas, I'm making these runs. So they don't always have to look at me. But that's a, that's, that's a trust between players. 
I like to say to the players, like when you have the ball in that area, look for me right there. I'll always make those run. And if you're making that pass and I'm done making that run, then you're allowed to scream at me and yell at me because that's my job to be there. That's, I feel that's the kind of trust you should have in the team. You should have these kind of expectations from each other. Each other. And if you cannot count, uh, if, if I'm going to tell them that I'm going to be a certain place at a certain time and I'm not there, then it's my mistake. And we should have these kind of uh, expectations from each other and demand those things. So that's how I look at it. And that's the kind of trust. You, you grinned a little bit when, when I said, to me, you're a nine, you're a center forward, but often you have to play left like at the weekend there was a beautiful pass into what the British call the corridor of uncertainty just behind the central defenders in front of the keeper and in the instant Antoine looked as, he was, as if he was going to score it was maybe going to be an own goal and Frankie Dion, Dion scores uh, how are you that because strikers are Martin supposed to be selfish but you're not why not I am selfish in certain area because I need to be but at the same time I want to win. I want to win. Because if I don't win, everyone around me, they feel I don't win. I'll come back, I'm in a bad mood. My family, my kids, they feel it. And I need to win, even even training. Like, I, I need to win. That sensation of win, winning, that, that it, it just turns me on. It's what makes me happy, you know? So I need to win. That, that's it. And now... Let's suck because football is a game of curiosity, of fun, of intelligence, of winning. But it's also a game of emotions. And I'm a Scot, I'm a Celt. We, we get quite emotional about things. Um, usually on a Friday night after a couple of drinks, but that's a separate subject. When you arrive and you know that you can't play the Champions League, and then the Champions League sort of <laughs> finishes in the most unfortunate way with a, a real hammering in its and it starts again. I was the I was the judge for UEFA that voted you man of the match. I don't know if you remember you got it against Fernsvaros, but the, the Dynamo Kiev and Fernsvaros game games away. You come on in Turin, okay, a short spell on, but that's Barca's first ever win in Turin against Juventus, and your name's on that forever. But those two games where you make and score goals, try and sum up the feeling of Champions Martin Brathwaite, Champions League player, Champions League scorer, assist giver. You, if you bottle up those two matches, what was it? What did it feel like? It felt like home. I just felt, I felt I was the place where uh, I'm supposed to be. For so many years, that's what I've been visualizing. That's what I've been thinking about. That's what I've been want, wanting to do. Seeing myself playing those games and scoring goals, and suddenly doing it is something else. It's just uh, a special feeling. And of course, I was extremely happy, but at the same time, you know, I was focused. I was in my in my zone, so I felt really comfortable, and uh, of course, it was amazing. We, we've spoken in this series with many, many um, players. Virgil van Dijk talked about um, mentalization, focusing, seeing things. Jimmy Bullard actually went out and tied his bootlaces and pulled his shorts like Zidane and he thought that would help him play like Zidane and he explained in great detail how he thought that would help Terry Butcher who you may not remember but was a towering powerful centre half for Ipswich and England and Rangers in the 80s and he was, he was a guy people were afraid of before the match he'd sneak into the toilet sit in the toilet with his little Sonny Walkman and listen to motivate not motivation tapes meditation meditation that's the word Terry Thank you. Well, Terry Butcher, that was a revelation because he gave off an image of, I am a caveman, I knock people out of my way. And he, 
the mental side of the game. What do you do to try and make sure that you're clean and healthy mentally all the time and that you're a winner mentally all the time? <sighs> so many things. I don't know where to begin. I don't know if we have enough time, but I'll try to make it short. Um, I think there's so many, many, many things uh, that I do and that I've done over the, the years. Um, I think uh, the thing about uh, visualization, let's say, let's say that for instance, it can put you in a place before you have been there. You can experience a moment in your life before it actually have happened. It's like a look into your future. So when you put yourself in certain situation, you have visualized it over and over again. So when, when you're in that situation, uh, you've already been there before. So you don't get those emotion. You don't, you don't feel the pressure. You don't feel all the circumstances around this situation. The only thing you think about is like, I've been here before, so I know exactly what to do. And it just makes you more confident, more relaxed in, in these situations. And I think, you know, I put, I put a lot of pressure on myself, but in a good way. And I have so many big goals for myself that I don't really feel what's, what's going on around me. I'm just really focused about what's happening. If I make something great, if I make a mistake, then I'm just looking, okay, what can I learn from it? And I'm, and I'm always trying to, um, trying to look at a situation to see, uh, is this something that can make me better? Did I make the right decision in the moment? Was it just a technical error? What can I do to, uh, to correct it? These are the things. And so I don't really listen to what's going on, uh, on around me. You know, I'm, everything is in the head for me, you know. Is it noisy in there? Uh, yeah, sometimes there can be a lot of things on my mind, but mostly it's just good things and, and happiness and looking at, 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 at the moment that I'm living in right now and the great future that's ahead of me. Right, there for now is where we have to leave Martin Brathwaite. I told you he'd be good. Thursday, this week, is when you can hear the remainder of our chat. That's when you'll find out who his toughest opponent is. It's a cracker. There's a big Barcelona connection too. For the moment, thanks for listening. Remember, you can watch and share the video of this interview and many more from the series at our YouTube channel. Search for The Big Interview with Graham Hunter. And I'll be back soon with another big interview. Adios. Thank you for listening to The Big Interview. It's produced by me, which sounds egotistical, but it's also true. Graham Hunter and Backpage. Our music is by Beer Jacket, who else? Editing by Charlie McGarry. Thank you to our hosts at Acast and our loyal sponsors at Bet365. We're also supported by our socios. Find out how to become a socio, how to support us at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. Here endeth the lesson. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.